The Medical Alley podcast is brought to you by MentorMate. Custom software needs vary significantly. Whether you're powering a medical device, overhauling your backend architecture, or reimagining your patient experience, MentorMate can help. Harnessing the technical excellence of Bulgaria, MentorMate provides end-to-end software services in all sectors of healthcare. With deep expertise in design, development, cloud, and software support, MentorMate helps healthcare clients administer world-class care through technology. Learn more at MentorMate.com. Welcome to the Medical Alley Podcast, and thank you for joining us. I am your host, Alexis Kohansky. Abbott is a global company that creates breakthrough products in the areas of diagnostics, medical devices, nutrition, and branded generic pharmaceuticals. On today's podcast episode, we will have a discussion on the contributions Abbott is making towards building the next generation of science, technology, engineering, and math STEM workers through their award-winning high school internship program. For our discussion today, we have Vildon Kerr, Divisional Vice President of Human Resources for Rapid and Molecular Diagnostics, and really a true leader that has invested both professionally and personally in this field. Vildon, welcome. Thanks so much for having me, Alexis. Great to be here. We are excited to have you. And we also have Kalia Lanier, who recently completed her senior year of high school and is currently spending her second summer in Abbott's high school STEM internship program. Now, before we move forward, I have to, you know, really kind of acknowledge Kalia, and we're so excited to have her a part of our podcast, I must say, the first high school student. Um, but she, while she was in high school, she ster- served as the Women in STEM Club President and also was an avid National Honor Society scholar. And a lot of her work also has been based in community outreach, where she has worked with women and encouraging them to get more engaged in STEM. Welcome, Kalia. Thank you for having me. So let's jump right in. The U.S. will need an extra 800,000 STEM workers by 2029. And what I found extremely compelling about Abbott's high school internship program is that the students are targeted from diverse schools near where Abbott operates. Two thirds are young women, more than half are minorities, and 97% go on to study STEM in college. So, Vildan, I'm going to turn this first question over to you. Can you tell us a bit more about the program and the blueprint? What makes it so successful? Thank you, Alexis. So this is our 10-year anniversary with the program. We started the program very small 10 years ago and um, grew every year. And as we speak, we're launching it in a couple of key international markets, and we're super excited about this global expansion as well. So what we do is we partner up with local high schools, and our focus is um, young female um, students as well as underrepresented communities. And we want to uh, handpick these students and welcome them to Abbott and give them a real job. I emphasize real job because we know that if they do the real job, they build confidence and eventually that empowers them. So we take a lot of credit of of creating that environment and the assignment quality for them to understand that, yes, this is the field that I can be successful and I can see myself. We also surround themselves with a lot of different role models because like Kalia and other students talk about the lack of role models while they're at high school. 
So um, through that experience and, and mentorship, um, we encourage them to go to college and study STEM. And as you mentioned, 95% um, of our students go to college and study STEM and, and graduate. We started hiring them now as full-time Abbott engineers and STEM professionals. So we are seeing the talent pipeline coming back to us and other um, companies as well. With that, um, we publish what we call Blueprint. Blueprint is a playbook step-by-step um, -step explaining how you can build a program uh, like this, how you can grow the program, and what are the success factors. Because we don't want to do this alone. You mentioned 800,000 people gap. This is so big to handle alone. We want to inspire companies. We want to make this easy for them to understand. We share our lessons learned generously. And if they follow these guidelines, they're going to be successful too. So we want to do this as a community. We want to do this as a nation. And we want to do this together. Oh, absolutely. And I want to turn this over to you, Kalia. Um, you have such an impressive STEM background and interest. Can you tell us about your STEM journey? And really, since this is your second summer, so Abbott must be a pretty fun place for a high school internship. Um, what has this program meant to you? Yeah, this program has given me the opportunity to basically just learn more about STEM and get more involved in STEM in regards to like the business aspect of things. I've definitely been able to grow professionally and personally during my time at Abbott. I would say um, that part of my journey is like I grew up in a busy house. There was always something to do, but I was also the kid that needed like that extra stimulation. And so I would always follow my grandpa around. He would often just like fix random things around the house. So I would purposely take them apart so we can put them back together again together. Um, so I, of course, had entertained myself. So that's kind of where I found science. And then when I went to elementary school, I actually got to do a time capsule activity where I drew a picture saying that I wanted to be a scientist. So when I grew up, I wanted to be a scientist. And I recently got to open that time capsule on my 18th birthday and that kind of reinforced and solidified my idea of staying in STEM, which uh, was pretty nice. Oh my gosh, that is, that is fantastic. And I'm, I'm going to kind of elaborate on some of that. When I noticed a letter that you had written an open letter to CEOs and in it, you wrote, I noticed the boys were encouraged to do the fun things like light the Bunsen burners or program the robots. Tell me more about what you meant by that and what more can, can we be doing in this space to get more students supported to be in STEM? Of course. So I um, grew up doing Lego robotics. I was also one of the only girls in my auto shop class my freshman and sophomore years of high school, which kind of made it more intimidating. I didn't have as much of the confidence that I needed to continue in STEM. I noticed they were always the ones being encouraged to do the things or like the girls would end up doing something totally not related to programming. So I kind of like phased out of that whole interest just because I wasn't getting the encouragement that I needed. I also just didn't feel welcome in those spaces. And I feel that's one thing that we have to remember and remind girls is that they're welcome in those spaces and that they belong in those spaces. I mean, pretty, I'm pretty sure like over, I think it's like 51% of the population is women. And, you know, that's a big percentage of the population. And to know that there's not as many women going into STEM is something that's very 
frightening since we're already natural problem solvers where we have that instinct and I feel like being in those spaces allows for us to kind of put those natural instincts and those natural skills to the best of their abilities. Absolutely. So Vildan, I want to turn it back over to you. I know some of the important elements of this internship is not only hands-on experiences, but really providing opportunities for uh, students to see themselves um, in the workforce and see more women do work um, like they're currently doing. Can you elaborate on the importance of this and how you've built those structures internally at Abbott to meet this need with this internship program? Absolutely. Um, first of all, it comes to us naturally because we have the ambition to have gender balance um, STEM workforce within Abbott um, that's part of our sustainability goal as well. So naturally, as these kids um, work on their assignments, they're surrounded by a lot of different role models, not just um, female leaders, but also different um, diverse backgrounds and um, cultural backgrounds as well. Um, I remember one of the le- uh, letters also mentioned about um, it leader um, quote, she said, I could not believe that my leader had the pink suit and was running the manufacturing facility. I thought that was so genuine and so beautiful and so real, right? Uh, we always have these biases and we're trying to remove those biases, just just creating these role models around these kids and, uh, and it works. Um, but we have also very structured mentorship program. Each one of our students are assigned to a mentor um, and that's outside of their working environment so that we give them a different perspective and then they understand different pathways. That's the other thing, right? When they're at high school, they just don't know what, what are the opportunities, right? We talk about STEM, but like, what does it mean? What kind of career path they can have? So these mentors um, create a lot of dialogue, helping them understand different pathways to success. So that's fundamental part of our both retention um, at the same time inspiration strategy, if you will. Yes. And as you build on that and um, really what we just discussed, I know that there is a media campaign that is really supporting some of the work that Abbott is doing in this space build on, um, asking other companies to join on the mission. Can you elaborate on what that means and how companies can join in on this mission? So we have launched a nationwide media campaign, as you mentioned, from New York Times to Chicago Tribune, Wall Street Journal. Um, they have published our um, girls' letters and, and they, they um, to CEOs, right? And, and those are very genuine and authentic and very powerful letters. Um, and it's very inspirational. Uh, it impacted me um, a lot. And um, as you read these um, letters, you'll hear about um, the, the, the early blocks and up obstacles these um, kids face, whether it's bias, whether it's the trust, or, or, or one of them were saying that I could not even imagine myself doing this. So lack of confidence, these are real, real struggles that our kids uh, face um, during high school. So through our media uh, campaign, we wanted to share these authentic um, words and experiences and real life stories with, with, with the whole nation 
and help them understand that this is very serious. It's not just about the gap. It's the lack of support, um, lack of confidence. We are taking their dreams away uh, if we don't do something really meaningful. So I always say, if you cannot dream, you cannot become, right? Through our campaign, we want to give that back to our kids and create these opportunities. As I said, our program uh, can um, uh, accommodate up to 50 uh, students, so we want to do more. We want to have hundreds and thousands and millions um, through different companies joining us, right? Uh, Imagine if we create one million new students through um, this program, our talent pipeline will be stronger um, as a nation. So the other piece we have... um, done this year is we're giving them a head start. What I mean by that, that um, this year our program has been qualified as the first company who would get college accreditation um, through high school internship program. It means that if they complete Abbott internship program, they go to college and they get um, two credit um, in their packet, which is great. Uh, It talks about um, the quality of the experience they get. But at the same time, we give money and time back to these kids to continue to grow themselves. So it's not even about an assignment. It's all about creating um, the future for our kids and uh, removing roadblocks for them um, during high school and college um, STEM studies. Definitely. And that was something that really stood out to me. Congratulations to Abbott for being the first to have that accreditation for a STEM internship program. And Kalia, turning this back over to you, and as you approach college coming up and your future in STEM, that has to be huge news for you. Yeah, it definitely is. Being able to get college credit and continue, like Vildan said, getting that head start is very meaningful, especially in the engineering world. Absolutely. Um, Kalia, tell me about what your favorite uh, internship experience has been at Abbott. Like, tell us some of the cool things you've gotten to do, what you've enjoyed the most, and um, how it's helped you as you think about um, what you'd like to do next. Yeah, so um, last year I got to work virtually, but I still had opportunities to come in the office. At that time, I was working on the CardioMEMS heart failure system. So I developed a screw shadow board, allowing engineers and workers who are assembling the unit to account for all of the screws. And that was one of my um, proudest moments being at Abbott, especially as like a first year and seeing that I've already made an improvement, already made a change. Um, Most recently, I would say is developing or just like being here in person all of the time in the office, getting to constantly learn. Yesterday was, or two days ago was probably like my favorite experience because I got to learn about how they assemble um, a couple of the heart valves that we have on site and also just um, learning from engineers and like going to their engineering design lab and just having fun and also learning at the same time. Oh my goodness, that sounds like a lot of fun, Um, especially for a lot of uh, interested students that want to have some hands-on experience, which is so important. I think it's important that the students uh, not only are a part of the environment, but they also do. And that helps you as you apply moving forward, I am sure. Vildan, I have a question um, about Abbott's 2030 sustainability plan. Um, The company intends to build on its efforts to decrease the STEM skills gap by creating opportunities for more than 100,000 young people, including 50% from underrepresented groups. 
this is a very ambitious goal, but not, I, I have no doubt in my mind that Abbott is going to just continue to, to blow things out of the water and how they're making progress. Can you tell our audience a bit more about this specific goal and how the company is moving forward to achieving it in the next 10 years? Thanks for mentioning this. It's very, very important to us. And what we want to do is we want to build and shape the future workforce. We want to create this workforce very innovative and diverse. And um, therefore, our STEM development programs are highly strategic and highly important, creating that that, um, uh, future uh, workforce. Um, As you said, uh, we want to touch and and, and develop 100,000 students or kids um, through our programs, STEM programs. And we're confident that we're going to hit. And we're even ambitious to exceed our goals. And while we're doing this, we want to make sure that we continue to Develop and foster and be the role model for other companies um, in terms of STEM, uh, gender balanced STEM workforce. Um, and as you know, only roughly one quarter of, of workforce in the United States is women in STEM. So we want to be 45 to 50% gender balance at Abbott. And we're, again, confident that we're going to get there because we're very, very close. And with this commitment, I'm sure we will um, continue to drive that role modeling uh, for our nation. So we deeply believe that um, through these programs, we're not only creating the talent pipeline, but we're creating new ideas, and new ideas come from um, diverse um, backgrounds, and this is a great um, example how we can drive that. Um, ultimately, I know that we're going to be able to um, shape the future of STEM, and hopefully we can do this collectively. I think so as well. Kalia, one of the things I, what, why I'm so excited that you're here with us today is you bring such a unique perspective. So I want to ask you, can you share with our audience, what are three things you've learned from being an Abbott intern? And then also three questions you'd suggest other young people to ask themselves if they are interested in STEM. Of course. So three things I've learned is gaining the confidence to actually do um, STEM and like knowing that I belong in STEM is definitely one that I've learned. Um, I've also learned the ability to learn. Like when I, before I got to Abbott, they have this innate idea of creating curiosity within you. So knowing, not knowing what you want to learn, but you know, you want to learn, you're excited to be here you're excited to get those experiences. And then also the last thing I learned and is just like mentoring and how to network. So I got a college mentor and I also have someone that has been solidified in Abbott's roots for the last few years, helping me on my college journey, on my journey as women in STEM. So being able to get that experience, especially as a first uh, generation college student is very meaningful. And um, some questions I suggest others Um, other youth start thinking about for if they're interested in STEM is what are you interested within STEM? Like, what do you do for fun? What do you like to do? That kind of guided me. For me, I liked working on cars. I liked taking things apart on purpose and putting them back together. Um, Second one is like, what are you willing to learn more about? What are you going to wake up and get excited for? What are you going to say? Oh, I really want to learn about this more. For me, that was um, the heart that was learning how to put 
car engines together that was learning the science or like the math or the whole logistics behind how pacemaker might work. And then lastly, like, what are you willing to do for the rest of your life? When you wake up, are you willing to stay in STEM? That's the, that's the one thing that I've always done. Like I've woken up, woken up every day. I want to stay in STEM, but it's also like, there are so many things in STEM. STEM's constantly changing. So there are like infinite possibilities. So that's what I would consider if I was thinking about going into STEM again. I love all of that. Vildan, one of the things that I love about not only the blueprint and definitely the, um, I think you guys just created an updated blueprint, is the fact that it is scalable and um, companies, it's, it's, I was reading it actually um, a bit from the last couple of weeks, but especially refreshing myself last night and like how specific it is, how to think about wages, how to think about the position descriptions. I mean, really, it is a true model that companies can look to to um, alter it and create it in a way that would fit their company. And I also think the pieces about their accreditation now, um, that's super compelling and interesting to a lot of high school students if it can be uh, potentially applicable to get college credit. Can you tell our audience kind of the thought process behind um, Abbott's development of this blueprint and kind of how you guys go about it and why companies should really look to it as a model and and consider to implement it at their um, organizations? Sure. So first of all, anyone listening to this podcast, go to www.stem.abbott. That's a great start and download the blueprint. Easy, one click, download it. It's like roughly 30 pages, great detail as Alexis mentioned, and it is a true reflection of our year-by-year decade um, learning. It reflects our decade of learning. And as I mentioned, we started small. So you can start small too. It is okay. But never ever lose your ambition to grow. I would say that first, we all have the responsibility to be the part of the solution. This is a very, very um, important um, uh, talent gap. And I um, didn't mention about um, just the numbers, 800,000, but when you look at the diversity profile of this this current workforce, less than 6% is African-American, less than 6% is or roughly 6% is Hispanic. These are not encouraging um, diversity profiles. So we all have the responsibility to use our voice, use our corporate uh, resources to do something about this. We need to change this uh, narrative around STEM talent. So with that, download our blueprint. Try to make it your own, as Alexis said. Uh, whatever suits you, whatever scale suits you, but let's be part of this journey. But let me tell you, personally, professionally, it is so rewarding. That is the best thing I do. And when you see the families being proud of these um, kids at their graduation from our high school internship program, you know that you're doing something meaningful. When the student sends you a card from their college um, graduation, you know that you have made a difference in someone's life and ultimately in the workforce. So this is not about just a program. This is not just about an internship program. It is literally changing the destiny of of, um, hundreds, and I want to get to the millions together. 
Absolutely. I think that those are a lot of wonderful points and um, you're really hitting on the relatability points of this blueprint, which is so impressive. And I want to support what Vildan said and Medical Alley is a true partner with Abbott as well. We have that on our website. Um, So if you're not on Abbott right away, please see it on medicalalley.org. We are definitely promoting and providing that as a resource to um, the community. Kalia, can you tell our audience a bit more about your community outreach efforts? You are doing a work in the community to get uh, more young people engaged with STEM. Tell us what you're doing. Yeah, so um, since the age of about 12, I've been working in in my community in St. Paul, so Rondo Frogtown. Most recently, though, I have started this program called Young Ladies in Action during my junior year to get girls involved in STEM. So um, they range from ages four to 10. I've reached about like 50 to 60 girls over the course of the last two years. Um, we're starting up sign hubs again, which I'm pretty excited since everything halted during the pandemic. But um, it's just really fun. It's cool being able to notice that these girls are interested in science, but no one's giving them that push, especially when it comes to girls that look like them. So I live in a predominantly African-American Black area with some Hispanic Latino roots. So um, being able to show these girls that there are people that look like them is very encouraging. Or even when we're doing projects and experiments like engineering boats and saying, hey, this is what an engineer kind of does. They sort the materials. They make sure it's costly. They do this. and Or when we do bath bombs or something simple like that I'm like this is science you guys can do this for a living and it's very encouraging to see their faces light up when they've completed a science experiment or a lab that we've done see and and that's why this is super valuable too to have you Kalia not only engaged in this um, Abbott High School uh, internship program but you're going and you're learning and you're bringing it back to the community to make your community better and that's what comes through to me when you share that I'm going to give you the, the last question Kalia And that is, I'm super impressed with this discussion with you, but what can we be on the lookout for? I feel like you are the next generation of innovators. You are going to be doing some cool things. Tell us what's on the horizon for you about college and and what you hope to contribute to this uh, STEM community um, in your future. What are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking, so I'll be attending University of Illinois Chicago this fall to study mechanical engineering. Um, after that, I'm hopefully going to get my PhD. I'm part of their new um, PhD program for Black scholars in STEM. So that's one thing that I am excited to be a part of. And then I hope to contribute everything I can to the STEM world. So if that means I'm staying at Abbott, that means I'm going to stay at Abbott. But I've also been very interested in Formula One racing and cars. So maybe if I want to do engines, I'll do engines. But the horizon is pretty open for me. Um, I know I have the skills. I have the correct mindset. So I'm ready for anything either way. Oh my gosh, we're gonna, I can't say that we will not have you back on the Medical Alley podcast. There's a good chance. Um, we are going to be keeping our eyes out and watching all the wonderful things you are going to do. And I am so honored that I have the, the privilege to chat with you today and also you, Bill Don. Um, thank you both for joining us today. Fantastic. Thank you for having us. Perfect. So uh, to our Medical Alley audience, thanks for spending some time with us today. It's truly been a pleasure to learn more about the work that Abbott is doing to build the workforce that will continue to power 
this ecosystem and to contribute to the innovators who will continue to uh, further the innovation happening in health technology and care. I want to thank you for taking the time and please continue to engage with Medical Alley and medicalalley.org. Thank you. Thank you.